Rangers. Okay, I like that one. Uh, I got a vision of Power Rangers only exactly. with like plants all in there. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like Avengers, but a Rangers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where I was kind of going with it. Yeah. Sounds like it, it worked, <laughs> at least on YouTube, which is great because you guys are my audience right now. So nice. <laughs> uh, welcome to Fancy Plants Podcast. This is episode number 43. I am Chris and I'm here with Sue. Hello. Good, good. And Amanda. Hi. Hi. Sue, how are you? Good, good. <laughs> I couldn't disappoint. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I love it. Um, anything new and exciting? It's November 23rd. Can you believe it? I know. It's crazy how fast time's going, which I'm kind of glad it's going by fast because the end of this year has been kind of shitty, but whoop, crappy, crappy. Oh, it's okay. We can say that <laughs> word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Yeah. I wrecked it last time. We've episode, said a so. lot of worse words. Yeah. A lot yeah. of worse words? So, yeah. That's a weird sentence. Worse words. Uh, yeah. Hashtag worse words. What's worse? Our grandma or our worse words? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now I'm uh, waiting for this year to be over. And then that means spring comes a little bit sooner. I feel sun deprived. I hate time change with a passion. And it just messes me up. And then we have to do it again and the spring, like when March, and I, I don't want to do it. Well, it's so interesting because we just had a provincial election about six weeks ago, uh, five weeks ago, and on the ballot, the provincial government put a question about if we wanted to stay on daylight savings times or not, a time or not. But they asked the question in a really stupid way. They did, right? So instead of saying, "Do you want to keep it, or do you want to be on daylight savings time, or do you want to be on standard time?" They only gave us the option of, do you want to keep it or do you want it to be, I think it was daylight savings time. Yeah. Like yeah. just ask if we want to change the clocks. Exactly. They didn't, we can they didn't, sort it out afterwards. Exactly. They yeah. didn't give us the option to either just say yes or no or to choose either one time zone or the other. So they basically made it sound like we would stay on the time that we are like we're on. Yes. A couple of weeks ago. It would ago. be dark early. So no. it would be dark. Yeah, it would just be dark early or dark later. Dark so like, later. Yeah, because yeah. so then we wouldn't have our sunrise till like 10 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, that's right. And so nobody okay, first wanted of all, that. First of all, 10 o'clock is in the morning. Depends on what time you get up in the morning. <laughs> but <laughs> You know what? That's true. That's true. Um, But yeah, yeah, so it'd be dark till like late. But here's the thing for a lot of people, I think, if they would have asked it in a better way. We would stay on the Mountain Standard Time. And... um then it wouldn't really make a difference in in the daylight hours, so to speak, that we're working, living, you know, doing daily things. It wouldn't really make it that much of a difference. I think if they just asked it better and said it. So yeah. he, here's what would have happened at, at its most extreme. In December, uh, when we switched our clocks, which we did switch our clocks, so we're on the, the time now. Yeah. In December, the sun will rise at 9.20 a.m. and set at 4.27 p.m. on our shortest day. It's like right around our shortest day. 
So what the government was asking is, do you want to just keep changing your time or do you want to make the time so that the sun would have risen at 10.20 a.m. and the sun would have set at 5.27 p.m.? And see that would that would have been game for me. Like I, I'm all about light later in the day. Me too. Yeah, me too. But in all honesty, I'm gonna call a spade a spade here. I don't give two flying whatever you want to give. You still have the same amount of daytime. If so long as I don't have to change the clock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. And that was kind of the debate though, and I think that's why yeah, and it I didn't think pass. a lot of people were confused by it. Well, and a lot of people didn't like staying on the summertime because yeah. then that would put us two hours out yeah. from yeah. some of our neighbors yeah. at at various points in the year. But I mean right? all they have to do is switch as well. And the other thing that I heard too was uh parents, uh people with kids were like, That's too late in the day for the sun to come up. For, for but we just happen to live really far north like that's we're just a victim of our of our location yeah, really. but at the end of the day if you only have six hours of daylight it doesn't matter what time it is so, you only so have true. six well, hours i'd rather exactly have the light it. at night personally Me too. Yeah, so would i but like uh one of my co-workers pointed out he's like for where we live because we are a victim of as far north as we are it the only time whether we're on daylight savings time or otherwise, that it actually makes any difference to where we are is early in the spring and in the fall. Absolutely. You know, once you get yeah. to the point where it's not, the sun's not up until 9 a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the difference even between anymore. 9 and 10? And like, sets at 4.30. Like, I mean. I, I've had many times where I've had to work in, I did this for once for almost three years. I worked very regularly in a place where I had no windows. I literally left for work in the dark and came home in the dark. And so if if we had the daylight where it's not setting till five, mm-hmm. I would have had a chance to see a little bit of sunshine in the day. And through those three years, I ended up developing seasonal depression mm. because yeah. I don't get the outside and I didn't get the light. And now it's just something that sticks with me. So I have to like try... Try and get the light. I don't shut window. Like I, I don't shut curtains. I shouldn't yeah, say no, windows. I don't do curtains. You should shut your windows. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> shut windows. But I don't really do curtains or anything like that because in the winter, because I need to get as much as I can, and I take I supplement with vitamin D, um, and everything because it is it. It's weird how it does affect you when you don't see mm-hmm. light for days. And you know that's also I think that's part of the reason why I like it. The odd season in the last 23 years where I haven't been in a greenhouse, and I'm going to say spring with Cody Fingers, uh, early spring in a greenhouse is January, February, March. Like we start seeding for next year in six weeks. Mm -hmm. Like it's next year is like coming up. It's on me already. Yeah. Um, So spring for me starts January 15th. I'm out in the greenhouses. I'm getting the sunshine, you know, mm. January. Even 10th. if it's hardly any, it's something. Exactly. Yeah. January 10th, you know, everybody's sitting in the dark. I'm out in a greenhouse that's 25 degrees in the sunshine, checking on my crop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, freezing cold or soaking wet or like, but whatever. I'm in the sunshine. Yeah. That's... Checking on stuff that's green. Yeah. And that's coming up for you like, like super soon. Yeah, six yeah. weeks. Spring, and when we change spring our clocks, is here in six weeks. When we change our clocks back, it sucks because you lose so much sleep. And I'm like disoriented for about mm. 10 days. Huge number of accidents that yeah. week. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the most most like uh, increase in accidents. I agree. Week. We need to stop changing. I think that the whole world should just stop doing it, and we should all just like reset and everything. Our plants don't know what time it is. That's true. Our plants only know that they have this much light now. And then when we get the summer, we get the opposite, right? It's uh, speaking of plants knowing what time it is. I checked the mail on my way here today. Oh. I was like, right? I'm like, because so I, I live in a small town. You go to the post office. I'm like, oh, look, I have a package. I go into the post office to pick up my package. My mail lady's like, I need to ask an expert. Oh, shit. Ooh, All right. Okay. No pressure. Um, what's up? She's like, how do you keep succulents alive? Um, all the light? Give them all the light. And none of the water. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the wintertime here. Right. And she's like, well, I have a lamp for them. I'm like, well, how close is your lamp? She's like, well, it's close. So she's like, she, she does like the hands apart thing. I'm like, all right, 12, 18 inches. That's close enough. I was like, that's perfect. Just leave it on for about 12 hours a day. She's like, what? 12 hours? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what, what, do you, what do you mean 12 hours? I'm how like, much was she leaving it on for? Five. Oh, dear. So she was just giving them a little sip of sunshine every day, not like a whole lot of sun, just a sip. Just enough to make them hope. And I'm like, I looked at her, I'm like, so you know how in December here, when it's dark all the time, and all we want is sunshine, because we only get it for like five hours a day? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that sucks, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, your plants are doing the exact same thing. The only thing is, can you imagine if we were like succulents and we all got all like stringy and tall? Like, <laughs> I'd have to have like winter pants that were longer than my summer pants. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting a visual. I don't like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> got all gangly looking. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. Because we're was, stretching for the sun. It was a weird experience at the post office today. Hmm. What else is new? Anything? Planning like crazy for next year and receiving seed already and getting ready to stratify that redoing my seed room that sounds like fun actually it's busy it's it's a crazy busy time of year for me but it's all logistics but it's all crazy busy so when are you not crazy busy august just august that's august (laughs) but i remember you were busy this august i thought i took a lot of vacation in august and september yeah that's fair. I need yeah. to take a vacation. August, September is kind of, yeah. Cole and I got home the other day. I'm like, is it wrong that I just want to get on a plane and go somewhere warm? <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about Already. that today. Already. And you know, it didn't snow until so late here compared to usual. Like, right? I remember usually at we the have it for October. Yeah. I'm, it's like 50-50 at Halloween. And this mm-hmm. year, even like well, and early even, in November, we didn't have snow. It was yeah. weird. We've but. had like some snow, but it melted the next day. Like up on yeah, I don't count that as. Oh, maybe you and, guys. Yeah, uh, in, in the, my big metrop- metropolis here, there was no snow. Okay, yeah. so Sue just reinforced something for me. One of the guys that we used to work with lives up on the hill. Like <laughs> like Sue, she's just like up on the hill. Amanda's yeah. using pointy fingers. So we have a place near us called Saskatoon Mountain, but it's not a mountain. It's a hill. It's a big hill. <laughs> Saskatoons are berries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sask- Saskatoon. Also, are berries. it's a place in Saskatchewan. Yeah. yeah. So one of the guys I used to work with, he's since retired. He used to come in every morning and be like, well, up on the hill, we got four feet of snow up on the hill. It's 10 degrees colder up on the hill. It's 10 degrees What's warmer. What's the extra elevation? Like 100 feet or? Yeah, about there. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is prairie living, friends. Yeah, yeah. Like it might be 100 feet. <laughs> might. 
Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it is. It's weird, though, how it is a different weather system. Like, oh, my God, she became it up on the hill. She did. She really did. did. Yeah, Yeah, I'm up on the hill because I'm on that Saskatoon mountain. And um, yeah, so when we moved here when I was 17, my parents were like, yeah, we we moved into a place called Saskatoon Mountain Estates. And I'm like, first of all, as a kid. If there was the name estates on the title of a right. place where you lived, you thought that it was That was pinky raising fancy. goodness, right? Yeah, like I'm going to have to start raising my pinky and doing some curtsies because <laughs> I'm going to live in estates. And I've never, we were never up here before, me and my brother and my sister. And so we move up and they're like, and you're right by a lake and there's a beach. And we're like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. So we move up here and um, we're like... Where's the mountain? <laughs> where's the estates? Yeah, where's the mountain? This is not a mountain. So we you move. can see the mountains. Yeah, you can see on the mountains. On a clear day. Yeah. You can see the mountains. On a good day, yeah. especially if there's a little snow cap to kind of outline mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You can see them when you look out to the to the south. And uh my parents actually don't live far from where I live now. And so we go up to this hill, and then my parents' house is like on the hill, and you look out and you can see the valley. And then there's a lake. So we unpack and everything. And my grandma and grandpa are with us. And we're very excited to go. Now that we unpacked enough, we're going to go check out the lake. Now I grew up going to Now you're talking about Saskatoon Lake? Saskatoon Lake. But I grew up going to like beaches where you can walk out far. The nice sand like Mamio Beach and Sylvan Lake and um, Buffalo Lake and places like that where there was gorgeous beaches. For Alberta. For Alberta. For, for Alberta. Yeah, for, for Alberta. Alberta. Yeah. Gorgeous beaches. So we get to Saskatoon Lake. We're so excited. And I'm like, yeah, we can take the quad. Like, we can quad to this lake and this beach. I'm a beach bum. Yeah, it's not a beach. So basically, it's like a dump truck of sand pulled up to the side of this lake, dumped the sand out. It's this weird red kind of very gritty sand. And you go in the lake and there's this like slimy green seaweeds algae stuff that all clumps together and just floats around Looks and like that wraps around your leg yeah it does kind of yeah <laughs> but it smells bad and um yeah it was pretty disappointing <laughs> yeah and like it's got like the muddy lake bottom that you you sink up um, to your knees it and has it smells. a thousand million leeches yeah there's that too uh, they've tried to stock it with fish several times and like you don't swim in that live. lake you don't swim in that lake no we used to we used to go be able that to go explains a lot well, we didn't really swim, but we used to go water skiing and tubing in that lake lots. That explains that. Um, that might be okay, but no. And so it's weird to think Coming that like, the shore for so many good. years, boats haven't been, I mean, you can canoe, but I mean, who wants to can- canoe through green snot? Um, and leeches. And leeches. And leeches. So, many, so leeches. many leeches. But yeah, there was a time when you could have boats out there and we'd go, because I mean, to pack up and go for a day was nothing because it was right there. And go skiing, water skiing and tubing and everything. So we would go, but it was really disappointing. And when we pulled up to my parents, the house that they bought, <laughs> Saskatoon Lake Estates, was um, mostly trailers. <laughs> <laughs> my parents' house, I mean. There, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Like, there's some, be- there's some beautiful trailers But when you're expecting, there. like, estates. Oh, yeah, you're expecting gilded gates. manufactured homes. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. that's not what I expected. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, most manufactured homes that are there and that are still there are from the 70s. So vintage. Um, yeah. yeah. Vintage. <laughs> I like that. There's I'm a lot of harvest that. gold. There's a lot of vintage. I'm very there. diplomatic, if nothing else. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of harvest gold there. Yeah. Um, it, it was quite, it was quite the, the culture shock. I'll admit that. Yeah. 
Speaking of Harvest Gold, okay, one more tidbit and then we're yet to move on to our next topic. Um, that was an amazing story, Sue, by the way. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> Leeches. So, okay, oh, yeah, I get I'm, gonna, I'm about to like turn the corner here because oh, okay. whenever I hear like Harvest Gold or like anything about like gold, I think about these appliances that I had in my in my old house from like 1985. And the appliances had never been changed. So if you have old appliances from like the 80s, chances are you can undo some panels. There'll be two panels. They'll be double-sided. And you can choose between four colors for your appliances. White, black, gold, and uh, I think green. Yeah, and green. The avocado. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to lie to you. My parents, just in the last three years, got rid of the gold appliances. Nice. My dad's like, a, my dad should have been a farmer because he will not get rid of anything until it absolutely cannot be fixed. He will sink $1,000 over time in a fridge he could have replaced for $1,000. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I feel like we've talked about this before, about yeah. the longevity even of old appliances. Yeah. See, I I lived in an apartment in Edmonton that had like the pink, you know, the Pepto pink? Ooh. Pink bathroom. Pink tub. <gasps> yeah, pink, pink toilet. Pink sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. And then... Total vintage. Yeah, retro. the kitchen had the brown stove with the avocado mm-hmm. bridge. You could have probably changed the color on that. I, it was not as new as the 80s. <laughs> and you're not even that old, so that says yeah, something. It was, it, was, um, it was vintage. Yeah, my parents were vintage too. And they just renovated their house. It's insane. Insane. My parents have a dishwasher from like 30 years ago. That thing is like better than my brand new dishwasher. I was just going to say that thing probably washes. Like I have to pretty much wash my dishes before I put them in the dishwasher to guarantee that they're clean. My parents could put a whole turkey in there and be gone. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. My my dishwasher, if you look at it funny, it's like, you know what, lady? Not today. Right? Yeah. I'm going to just leave little bits all over your dishes. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know what? All that stuff that was left on your silverware, I am now going to stick it to your glasses mm. and dry it there. Because mm-hmm. that feature Enjoy always works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, we've digressed into another podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, we can definitely come back because today is November 23rd and we are like a month and two days out from Christmas, which is incredible. And so I know you ladies had wanted to chat a little bit about seasonal and holiday plants. Please don't buy spray painted aloes. That's what I'm going to say. I used to be that person that colored the poinsettias. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You told that story before. Yeah. So did you, you get to use the glitter spray too? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, she told is like, us that story. Yeah, because it's like the, the herpes of the craft world. Absolutely. It doesn't get rid no. of it. No, I'm sure that the vehicles that I drove at that stage in my life still have glitter in them. Yeah. So I love sparkles. I would say are probably... You do love sparkles. (laughs) You are sparkles. I know. But poinsettias are probably the most identifiable... I know. What is the... Identifiable? Identifiable holiday plant. Possible. I did see like a post on some... I think it was a greenhouse. They were saying like, oh, we're growing these poinsettias for you. And they're already quite a good size. Yeah. uh, So uh, fun fact, um, if you are a greenhouse in Alberta that grows poinsettias, you are planting those on Canada Day. Oh, that's very interesting. So it's like Christmas for half the year. Yep. So if you're a greenhouse in Canada and you have those big, big poinsettias that have come out in the last few years, Mm -hmm. how long did it take you to get that? Uh, There's more than one plant in the pot. Oh. I did okay. not know that a poinsettia is a euphorbia. It's a euphorbia and they can actually grow into a tree. Euphorbia 
pulled Jerry? Or yeah, because I remember in one of the you. plant groups seeing a picture <laughs> of somebody's poinsettia that they had for like 25 years. Their grandma had it or something. Yeah. And I was like, who keeps a poinsettia alive? Because I'm going to be honest, I've had poinsettias many times you in my life. Out. Throw them out. And usually by the time Christmas rolls around, they look like something from a Tim Burton movie. Oh, interesting. And they need to go in the garbage and that's where they go. So... They are so prone to root rot. Like you plant poinsettias in the greenhouse. You're like, I'm doing a poinsettia crop because I rock and I'm going to sell these things. Christmas. Okay. A, everybody else sells them for cheaper than you can grow them for. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Agree. B, you plant them. You do a root dunk for a fungicide because mm. they're already looking all spindly from, you know, root rot and fungicide and fusarium. Then you grow them for a little while longer, and you have to do day length to get them to change. Mm-hmm. Like color, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, um, they're sensitive to photo periods. So when they want long days... I'm sensitive to being photographed on my period, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. I can't play them. I can't play them. That's a different podcast. Yeah, that is. So when sorry want that. long days, we have short days. So you have to have the lights on. When pen- gotcha. poinsettias want short days, we have long days. So you got the shade cloth over and you're pulling black. So they're kind of like and- a pain in the ass. Yeah. Sounds like it. So yeah, I have I'm a personal gonna- vendetta against them now. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. They are my ultimate least favorite plant ever. I like to look at them, but I don't want one. Exactly. I will see if I can find the newspaper clipping for you guys of me in my poinsettia crop in Edmonton. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be I'd fun. love that. Yeah, because it's all poinsettias and then like me in the middle being all like, Look at and they're highly, highly taken. poisonous. Oh, yeah. Well, all euphorbias are. Yeah. Well, I don't know that. So I'm going to tell you what I mean is like, I don't have enough knowledge about that. So I'm glad you said that. Although I did know that a poinsettia was uh, especially for pets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially cats, because like, I guess apparently there is something that attracts cats to want to chomp chomp on their leaf cats, cats. yeah so i'm going to read to you directly from wikipedia about poinsettias Ooh, everything's okay. right on wikipedia right okay ready here we go the poinsettia is a commercially important plant species mm-hmm. boom amanda of the diverse spurge family yep okay it's indigenous to mexico and central america the poinsettia was first described by europeans in guess uh 1903 uh, I'm going to say like late 1800s. 1834. So nice. you get the point. It is particularly well known for its red and green foliage and is widely used in Christmas floral displays. Do you think so it's because you know. it's red and green or is that why? Like what made it become such a popular Christmas time plant? Marketing. Just like diamonds. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yibbit. My little... Yibbit, 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 yibbit. What... <clears throat> why the poinsettia? Why not... A colancho? Oh, good sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you'll find... Uh, oh, I have an answer. I have an answer. Oh. Oh, no, I don't. It just says they became associated with the Christmas holiday and our popular seasonal decoration yes. you'll, you'll but is it because of the of, coloring or is it because of something to do with like does the leaf or the plant mean something somewhere along the line like that's what i'm curious about yeah i see that one i don't know that that one's gonna take so, some google machining i think so yeah you'll find a lot of diefenbachias in uh christmas floral arrangements yeah. and a lot of calancho 
with the red blooms or the white blooms. Okay. just in any I, kind of arrangement. Yeah, pretty it's much. Like, it's like a standard issue, in yeah. there. There's a, just a line in here. Today it is grown in Mexico and Guatemala as Flor de Nochebuena, or simply Nochebuena. Noche I'm not. I'm not a Spanish speaker. How about Noche Meaning Christmas Eve flower. Hmm. Oh, Christmas Eve flower. Yeah, there is a story behind oh, them. It yes. has something to do with the yellow centers. The plant's association with Christmas began in 16th century Mexico, where legend tells of a girl commonly called Pepita or Maria, who was too poor to provide a gift for the celebration of Jesus's birthday and was inspired by an angel to gather weeds from the roadside and place them in front of the church altar. Crimson blooms sprouted from the weeds and became poinsettias. Oh, OK. So fun yeah, fact. Fun. I like that. Yeah. The red petals on poinsettias are not part of the blooms. No. No. It's just the yellow centers, isn't it? Yeah, the ye that little tiny yellow bead in the center, that's the flower. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, I, and actually, uh, my best friend, she lives in Australia. She's got a poinsettia tree in her yard. And, like, she goes outside with the, the pruning saw and, like, hacks limbs off of it when it gets too big and grows over the roof of her house. That's on that's stilts. Crazy. That's crazy. I just want to say one more thing about... Because you were right. Okay, this Wikipedia article has a lot of stuff in it. Oh, was I right? Okay, Neat. So, poinsettias are popular Christmas decorations in homes, churches, offices, and elsewhere across North America as a result of an extensive marketing campaign by the Ecke family that began by shipping free poinsettias to television stations for use on air. In the U.S., December oh. oh, in the U.S., December 12th is, I guess in Canada it could be too, is National Poinsettia Day. Making the anniversary of uh, marking the anniversary of Joel Joel Robert Poinsett's death. Okay, so the Ecke family, yeah, they are a horticultural dynasty. Oh, so they if like you, so they were like the De Beers of poinsettias. Yeah, if you um, if you Google Ecke blooms or um, Ecke horticulture, they have they are the go tos for poinsettias. They have uh, just a huge line. They are like proven winners. Oh, okay, Ecky okay. is massive. That's like ball horticulture, Ecky, uh, proven winners. Like Ecky is, hmm. they are a dynasty. And it all started because they were on news stations. And then people that are watching the news were like, I want that plant. Yep. Yeah, it looks like there's a whole like kind of history of yeah, these plants being associated cool. with Christmas. And then when it comes, I'm assuming when it came to the commercialization of this plant in North America, that was seemed like it was like a... A bit of a springboard into that. Yeah, yeah. and Eki did a huge breeding program. Mm. So Eki poinsettias are most of the poinsettias that you're going to get from DeVry, which is your um, fundraiser ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, or in like a commercial greenhouse in Alberta are Eki poinsettias. Mm. Mm -hmm. I actually never really looked that deeply into poinsettias before because I'm not a huge fan, but this was actually really interesting. It was stuff. super interesting. Yeah. Um, I was always curious how they became like probably one of the most identifiable plants for for Christmas. Christmas yeah. I was very curious. It's always that. marketing. Well, I, of course it's always <laughs> marketing, but what, what started that? Like it, it wasn't just random, you know, where they're like, well, let's just take this plant and send that out for Christmas. Well, Although, I, we should do that and make a plant popular. Well, you you well, know what? That's though, what I'm was... saying. Like it was back in history. And so it looks yeah. like the Eki family would have just kind of seen that and be like, oh, let's kind of maybe. I like that, that story. A let's bit. support it. It was yeah. likely because I know when we have, uh, especially when I was working in ornamentals, if you had something that was unpopular but looked good, you that's what you gave away. 
mm-hmm. and that's what you use to market. So probably mm-hmm. find out that poinsettias were just not as popular as they wanted them to be, and they had too many. And they're like, hey, this is really beautiful. Let's, Let's send these out to all these yeah. people. Well, it actually even, so we talked about, you know, this story from 16th century Mexico, but there's another story from the 17th century. Uh, Franciscan friars in Mexico included the plants in their Christmas celebrations. The star-shaped leaf pattern is said to symbolize the star of Bethlehem, and the red color represents the blood sacrifice of Jesus' crucifixion. So there's actually like a long history of this plant being a part of Oh, the yeah. celebration of Jesus's birthday, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Poinsettias actually have a, a huge history. Hmm. Yeah. Huge, huge. But don't don't chew on one. Yeah. This article says you won't die, but it says you might get sick. Yeah. Fair enough. Huh. Weird about poinsettias. Another one that's very popular at Christmas is the Norf- Norfolk pine. Norf- Norfolk Island pine. Yeah. yeah I, I like I them when they're I didn't know that the word island was in there. It used to be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's a lot of people have changed shortened it now and, to Norfolk. And they'll even spray paint glitter on them. Oh, you gotta get the gold spray paint on the edges, gold and silver as well. Yeah. And now that's floral spray paint, thank you very much. Oh, okay, so <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I've, don't I've, don't just take your can of trim clad. And, yeah, I uh, used to have to spray the, the pine as well. Yeah. I like them when they're big. I do. I yeah. Like, like I'm envious, my mother in law has a big one. And um, I'm envious of it. And I'm always waiting for her to be tired of it. But it's her favorite. So I don't think she will. Yeah. One of the guys <laughs> I work with has a, a t- he's got a vaulted ceiling in his living. He's got a two story one. And it's it's massive. I'm like, what are you going to do with that? When you move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the interesting thing is it's endemic to Australia and New Zealand. So it it's no kind of surprise to me that if we bring them into our homes here and we don't care for them properly, they just die. Because, I mean, this is the opposite. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and like not even just a little bit opposite. The complete. Right? Like yeah. complete opposite. So, complete. of course, it's it's grown as being ornamental, but I never expect them to last very long. Neither do I. I've never had one, but my mother-in-law has one and oh, that's probably about four years old. Oh, now. that's super cool. That's super cool. Yeah. And it's really healthy and it's really beautiful and I love it. And I always say I'm going to find myself one. And I I just haven't really gone out just to look for one. So I probably passed them, but I was too busy looking at something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like you get like the lemon cypress a lot of times at Christmas. Oh, I buy one of those for my table because it has like a lot of times they have like this little um, gold kind of wire wrapped around it with red beads on it. And then there's a big ball hanging off the end and they call it the Grinch tree. I can make you one of those in like... I know, I could always minutes. make one. But oh, I, I've seen I, those like, made into Grinch trees. Yeah, I like the Grinch trees. Yeah, I spent a lot of time making Grinch trees. The great thing about those is, though, when they die, you don't really know. Just they don't all, And it. they always die. They always die. Yeah. They're worse than a poinsettia. They always die. They speak But so just don't water. bump it. If you just leave it, you don't know. You're like, is that dead? Is it alive? I don't know. But then you bump it, and then you're like, oh. And then it disintegrates. Yeah. yeah. So I actually didn't know what a lemon cypress was until I just looked it up now. So it is a little evergreen tree um and it has a nice looks like nice and tight and fluffy kind of like yeah it, it reminds they look, me of like a juniper they look fluffy it does look like a juniper they are pokey 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 yeah. oh are they yeah mm-hmm. they're, they're they're little devils <laughs> <laughs> they look fluffy but they're like hey lady remember you the know other what? day mm. 
Yeah, remember the other day when Why we were- Why are you doing that to- She's Amanda fingering. just fingered Chris. She's like flipping me the bird. Yeah, yeah. that's what the Cypress do. They're like, hey, come close. <laughs> you but want to pet me? Yeah, I look nice. We talked the other day about, because you had like pine tree rash, and then we started talking about like our tree rashes and like juniper mm. rashes on yeah. the arms. Same thing with those. Spruce rash. Yeah. They're really yeah. pretty though. Oh yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, and they smell really nice. Like they have like a very fresh outdoorsy- Citronella kind of smell. Yeah. I think it's interesting just wandering back to the Norfolk pine for a second. So some people might know it as a star pine, a Polynesian pine, a triangle tree, or a living Christmas tree. Yep. Absolutely. Although it is not a true pine. It is not. Yeah. Very interesting. Lemon cypress. I actually think I've seen like the lemon cypress actually like twisted with wire and then bent over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of the grocery yeah. stores like have the, them kind yeah. of by the tills. Um, another one, the Christmas cactus. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but I still get all bent out of shape. And people are like, it's a Thanksgiving. I don't care. It's a holiday cactus. Yeah. <laughs> holiday cactus. Did I get a day of work? I did celebrate this cactus. Yeah. yeah. And I, if when you order them from the supplier, it, they never say Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything like that. They're mm. always called Zygo cactus. Yeah. Well, I've seen them called houseplant before. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is. I see that their name is a Slumbergera. Yeah. Which is interesting because there's a company here called Slumberger. Well, it's probably, I think it's a big company. It's in a lot of places, but I wonder yeah. if like someone's wife named Slumberger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, I always get a little giggle because I'll have somebody go like with their Christmas cactus. They'll be like, it's Easter and it's blooming. Mine blooms year-round. Yeah, a lot of them bloom year-round. The plants don't go, I think it's Christmas, I better bloom. <laughs> they just go, this is when I feel like blooming, and they bloom. Well, I think you can force the blooms, can you not? I think so. Well, you, like, you don't you... water them for a long time, and then you do. Like, There's it... a number of different ways. You can starve them for water, and then they're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. People put them in a dark place for a while. Yeah, my, my grandmother used to do that. She'd put it in the basement every year. Um, I have mine in a South, my South Bay window in my living room and it blooms all year long. I have mine in a dried up pot and it looks like something from a Tim Burton movie and I'm not sure. Tim Burton, Tim Horton, Tim Burton movie. And I'm not sure if I can bring it back, but, um, I'll try. And it's, uh, just wasn't watered. But I know well, people who swear, like some grannies that swear, dump your leftover tea in them. Hmm. I, and lots of African violets as well. Mm-hmm. People say, put your, put your tea in. Hmm. Um, but yeah, my Christmas cactus gets watered every week. It's in a south window. It blooms like crazy. Well, everything blooms for you. So, But the, the Slumbergera is a small genus of cacti with six to nine species found in the coastal mountains of southeastern Brazil. Mm-hmm. They grow on trees or rocks in habitats that are generally shady with high humidity. So they like a little bit of darkness um, and they can be quite different in appearance from their desert dwelling cousins. They're epiphytes. Yeah. And the like the Easter cactus that people talk about that has like the more rounder leaves. I do believe that's actually part of a riff. I don't know if I say Rifsalis. it. Right. Rifsalis. Actually, that is the uh, the tribe. Same family. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. According to the scientific classification, which I'm just not going to attempt to pronounce at all. (laughs) (laughs) I've never actually owned one before. I think they're neat. They're pretty. Yeah. I love it when they're like 
massive. Like they're yeah. very right? with impressive. all the corking in that when they yeah. get old. Yeah, so cool. My girlfriend has one that her mom took clippings of when she from her plant when she was born, which I think her mom's mom did the same thing for her. And then so she grew that plant. Then when Jolene moved out on her own, Jolene got the plant. Then when Jolene had a daughter, she took a clipping from her plant. So it's kind of neat. And, you know, I find Christmas cactuses um, and I'm going to call them Christmas cactuses yep. because I, I don't care. I don't care. Either. Um, I date a lot of people do them as heritage plants. Mm-hmm. You know, you got one from your grandmother, you, you know, passed it on to your like it's. They seem to be a really popular heritage plant and they can live for hundreds of years. Yeah. And you may have, you may call them Christmas cactus, Thanksgiving cactus, crab cactus, although I've never heard of that, and holiday cactus. There's also Easter cactus and white sun cactus is all the different kind of names. Well, and that goes back to our whole dandelion one, right? Yeah. You know, it's common names are common names. It exactly. depends on where you are in depends the world as to what you call it. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of neat. Yeah, they're super neat. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else that's like a big Christmas time plant? I'm trying to think now. Well, there's, you know, your holly and your myrtle and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But that's not a lot of big box store stuff. I you guess you get a lot of winterberry here. Yeah. Just as Mistletoe? A... Mistletoe. Yeah. And you like if you go to buy a, an arrangement, you know, at a box store or grocery store, you buy an arrangement that has like a few different plants in it. A lot of times there's ivy in it. Like yeah, there'll be, a, there'll be a red calancho, a uh, variegated ivy, and probably... Um, a Diefenbachia and a poinsettia. A, a, a Diefenbachia for height, and then... Or it'll have the uh, winterberry in it, which is like yeah. the green leathery leaves and the red berries. Yeah. Well, there's also things you can decorate your house with, like boughs of cedar and, mm-hmm. and evergreen Magnolia trees and that kind of thing. Not that I do that because I'm lazy. <laughs> I always try and do the front railing out my front door. Oh, that's nice. Because then it looks like I'm at least a little bit fancy and festive. Is that all you do, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all I would do, too, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like that's Although, 100% of our Christmas decorations I'm trying right to there. get Christmassy this year, so. I'm it's excited different. to decorate my house for Christmas. I have. I've uh, already started. Yeah. So my, mom, my mom's a quilter. So I walk downstairs to the basement and I'm like, it's time to decorate for Christmas. <laughs> and I grab the shoebox <laughs> and I grab the rolled up piece of material. Yeah. I walk back upstairs. I unroll the piece of material. It is an eight foot Christmas tree. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, that's right. I hang it on the wall on the hooks, the 3M hooks that stay there year round. And then I grab my shoebox of flat ornaments and I hang them on the buttons on the tree. And then I'm pouring myself a drink and I sit down. You don't pour yourself a drink first? Uh, it's, it takes just as long to pour the drink as it does to set up the tree. So <laughs> I don't know. Fair. That's fair. Decorating uh, for Christmas at our house is like, it's an event. It's a, it's, it takes you a few have days. a family though. Like you have yeah. kids. Yeah. We that put up like a, a nine foot tree that's pre-lit, but because my husband wants outer space to see it, we add more lights. So it has like 700 or 800 lights on it. And then we put on about a thousand more. I'm not even kidding. A lot of times it's so bright, you can't even tell we put ornaments on it. And then we put two kinds of garland on it. I have these stars I bought from the dollar store the first Christmas Jeff and I were together. And um, we still love them and I can't find more. So we wrap that around the tree, but we have to do it just perfect because our tree is so tall that we don't have enough stars. And then we put these holly berry kind of garland around. 
And then we decorate it with ornaments. And um, I have five totes that look like a trunk, but the Rubbermaid totes. Five full of Christmas decorations. I have pillows. Jeez. And then I have a box of dishes. I have Christmas dishes. All I can see, think is I have to put that shit away. That's See there, I, I am on Team Chris for this one. I will, I to rearrange my house and to do all of this stuff for 25 days. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. I, Not I happening. Although I do have some, of course I do, fur garland. <laughs> Christmas is it pink or is it white? No, it's, oh, no, it's white. It's white. Oh, okay. Of course, it's, it's white. white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like it though. It's really cool. It, it was. It, it would either be the baby pink, the white, or the dove gray. Yeah, yeah. Those are the only three options. That's true. Which actually, a friend of mine made me a beautiful piece of macrame that's exactly those colors. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's an event. It takes me a long time to decorate, but honestly, to tear it down, it's nothing. Sometimes I'm just like, it's a whole day. It's a whole day, but. I don't take days to tear it down. There's usually something I forget, though. <laughs> One time I left my Christmas tree up until March. I remember that. Yeah. Okay, so my mom loves Christmas. And there's many times as my childhood, sorry, mom, if you're listening, um, that we found Easter eggs in the Christmas tree. And I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I love it. I love that. You know what? If you love Christmas, you keep your damn Christmas crap up all year long. I don't care. Right? I might yeah. even come over for a cup of tea just to remember what Christmas is. In the I will tell you. By December 27th, sometimes the 26th, but by the 27th for sure, you wouldn't even know Christmas happened in our house. The thing about it is, is like, it's something to look forward to, but once it's over and you take all your stuff down, then it's just a cold, bleak winter for three months. Yeah. Like those stories. Uh, two yeah. weeks until spring for me. Yeah. Not for me. No, I know. Not for Sue. Uh, that sucks. But yeah, it is. It is like once Christmas is done, I'm done with it. I don't want to hear a Christmas song. When I go into <laughs> stores, because then we have the, the Chinese Christmas and everything and the Ukrainian Christmas coming. And you go into oh, a store. Like the holidays. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. so like Christmas is over, but you go into a store and for those people, it plays a Christmas song. I feel kind of stabby. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh super festive last year. Instead of like putting my ornaments back in my shoebox, I just rolled everything up. Like my material Christmas tree is rolled up pre-decorated in my basement. Your level of efficiency is making my heart soar with happiness. I right? worked for a lady who was very well off and they built their house with a closet in their living room just for the tree. Oh, that's and, smart. And uh, she hot glued everything to her tree and like literally just has to open up the closet that has kind of like a hidden door and then pull it out. And that's a big thing. Like my husband does stuff with building houses and that's a Dude, big that's thing. fun. That's I like that. Thing, right? I would I would probably have All a, Amanda needs is a secret panel and she just flips it. Yeah, I you know, if I had a kick ass like, you know, somewhere to roll my Christmas tree away, like my Christmas tree would be second to none. Yeah. If I had a kick ass bunch of money. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But let's just be honest. If we had kick ass money, we wouldn't be here for Christmas. I mean and be honest i don't have room for a christmas tree because of all my plants yeah i know i'm kind of worried I, I was talking to my husband a couple days ago i'm like so where's this tree going because i have a millsbow cabinet now in the place where it usually is so i think i'm gonna have to move the cabinet to put the tree there or find somewhere new for the tree there's nowhere new for there's nowhere else you guys will probably hate me for this but i'm looking for a second tree <laughs> why would we hate you for that well 
You're allowed you to be weird. Already, yeah, like, you can I'm do okay what you want. You guys are like, eh, we don't really do Christmas decorations yeah, what, and stuff. That doesn't mean I'm that like, we're judging um, you. I, I can still come over to your place and enjoy your Christmas exactly. decorations yeah. and then come home to our my house, Scrooge McDuck. Exactly. I just feel like our house is so many living rooms that one tree, even though it's extremely tall, just isn't sufficient. I need well, and you one. have a big family. That makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're going to do Christmas at my house this year, especially... Um, since Jeff's dad passed and stuff, I can't see his mom really mm. getting into it too much this year. Totally. So I think we'll have it at our house. I mean, of course, we'll invite her and everything, but I think yeah. we'll have it. Which I'm okay with that because we have enough space. I don't, kids can go downstairs and play. Yeah, absolutely. Christmas, like the, for us, like it's Cole and I. That is 100% the extent of our, our family up here. So Christmas for us, we're like, eh, whatever. We have a big like family here, aunts, uncles, immediate family, but we just go somewhere else usually. <laughs> well, and that's that's a thing too, right? Yeah. You have a big family, you're going somewhere else. Like yeah. if we had a big family and everybody was coming over to our place, like I'd be rearranging stuff, I'd be putting up tinsel, like there there'd be sparkles. Like, yeah, sparkles. Yeah. Like it, it would just be a thing. <laughs> well, we've talked about this for quite a while, and we have about fifteen minutes left. Well, let's just go. continue talking about this and we can do our other topic for another day because <laughs> totally we can. I don't think there's 15 minutes of the other topic. Yeah, totally we can. I think there's more. Okay. Do we still have 15 minutes of Christmas plants with us? Well, I mean, who says we talked about Christmas plants very much? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we did really good. Right. We, did, we stayed pretty on topic this time. So I'm, I'm really proud of us for that. Um, but you know, Christmas isn't the only seasonal plant that plants that we get like moms. What, when you see moms, what does that make you think of? My mom. Your mom? <laughs> oh, it, that's, <laughs> no, that's I'm your being, typical fall one. Yeah. yeah. Like that. You think fall, you're thinking Thanksgiving, you're thinking Halloween, crisp leaves. When I see moms, that's what I think. Well, normally here it gets too cold early on for us here, right? Because they're only good to minus eight or so. Only name another plant that you put outside that lasts that long. Pansies, snapdragons. True. True. Pansies for sure. Mine and my wheelbarrow are still going, but they're quite sheltered. Yeah. You know what? I kind of want to talk about mistletoe. Okay. Okay. I feel like I don't know enough about it. So I'm just doing a little bit of reading about it. There's a huge history on mistletoe as well. Yeah. It is parasitic. Absolutely. Which is really interesting. I had no idea. A lot of hollies are parasitic as well. Yeah, they're also really pokey. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is kind of for myself too. I kind of know what parasitic means, but I'm sure there's other listeners out there that maybe are new plant listeners and they're not quite sure. What do you guys mean by parasitic? Well, parasitic is a, an organism that lives on another organism and kind of takes it over and eventually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was on the right track. When I, was, yeah. I was like, am I thinking of it right? But if someone else, because if you hear parasite... And you're talking about plants, maybe their minds are going to oh, like yeah, mealybugs sure. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, is it helpful for those? Or is it hard? like, does it? Yeah, tend no, this to plant grow those? is a kind of an asshole. Yeah, mistle <laughs> mistletoe likes to kill shit. Yeah. Like it'll just, it'll live off of it until it's gone. And that's so interesting that it's like a, a Christmas thing. Like, why? Uh, because Christmas sucks you dry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one there is a lot of like lore. Um, you know, we three kings kind of. I have a little bit of information from Britannica.com. Okay. In some parts of Europe, the midsummer gathering of mistletoe is still associated with the burning of bonfires, 
mm-hmm. a remnant of sacrificial ceremonies performed by ancient priests, the Druids. Yeah. Mistletoe was once believed to have magic powers as well as medicinal properties. Later, the custom developed in England and still later in the United States of kissing under the mistletoe. No, I was going to ask about yeah, that Yeah, an action that was once believed ooh, to leave, lead inevitably to marriage. Most mistletoes are evergreen and are easy to locate and harvest after their deciduous hosts have lost their leaves in late fall and winter. Hence, the plants are often used as festive decorations at Christmas time, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, which, of course, is where we are. That's a little bit about mistletoe. Isn't that funny that it says, like, if you kiss, there's a good chance you can get married. But you got to think way back in the day, if you kiss someone... You are marrying them. You're probably marrying them. <laughs> like, that was a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. That's happening. That's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like when you courted someone, like a a kiss was like, things were getting real. That was a big deal. Yeah. Oh, especially like centuries ago when people didn't really have very good hygiene. Like you really would have to like someone to get in that. Right. I was going to ask like, because I've never really had a lot of real mistletoe. I have like a big fake mistletoe ball. But I've had only a little like real, you know, arrangements and stuff. Just a little bit. I was going to ask, is there a smell for it? Because like back then. No, mistletoe doesn't really have a smell. It's just the folklore around it. Yeah, it smells quite fresh, uh, similar to magnolia or uh, stuff like that. Not magnolia blooms, magnolia leaves. So what color of berries does mistletoe come in? Because I've seen them, okay, that's what I thought traditionally, but I've also seen people with mistletoe with red berries, and I'm like, or is that mistletoe or is that That, something else? That's just been PR'd up. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because they are parasitic, uh, all mistletoes, this is from Wikipedia now, all mistletoe species are uh, hemiparasites because they do perform some photosynthesis for some period of their life cycle. However, in some species, its contribution is very nearly zero, um, which is really interesting because you, when you think of a plant, you think of photosynthesis like that's how they live. Well, but- especially because mistletoe does have green leaves. And yeah. very, like quite green. Yeah. And there's one here that like will... Par- be- could be a parasite to like a succulent for example so mm-hmm. it looks like there's some pairings that could possibly be um just based on the plant itself yeah and parasitic plants generally tend to have their preferred host uh just like um yeah parasitic birds in the wild will have a specific host that they will lay their eggs you know host bird that they'll lay their eggs in their nest mm-hmm. but i mean you gotta admit if you were to be a parasite and live off another person. You'd probably be kind of fussy of what kind of person you wanted to yeah, live Yeah, they off better of. like have the cheddar. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if it's a choice between living off of McDonald's or, you know, a five-star restaurant for the rest of your life. You're going to pick what you consider your five-star restaurant. Right. But there are people Which, out know, there that would probably be like, pick, you know what? I'm picking McDonald's. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not that person, but that's okay. No, I want... I want the person who's drinking fancy wines and although I am now craving plates with tiny dinners, the you know dreaded McDonald's fish sandwich. Oh, I haven't there. had. I like the sauce on those. Oh, yeah, the tartar sauce. I do. I I love me a fish fish sandwich. <laughs> the fish sandwich. Fish, fish, filet fish. Filet fish. Yeah, that was my favorite sandwich when I was a kid, and I cannot stand them now. I can't. I haven't I had one in a but long time. But to be time. honest, I don't really like McDonald's, except for sometimes I crave their French fries. Yeah. There are some McDonald's that you can get beer at. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I miss Do they the call pizza. it a McBeer? No, I don't think so. And can you get it supersized? 
I actually don't know because the person I was talking to, they were in Europe and they're like, yeah, we went to McDonald's. We could have got a beer. And Crazy. I was like, well, was it good? They're like, we didn't get one. I'm like, excuse me, okay, why would you try if it? If you had right? a McDonald's that had a beer, you would you go it. in yeah. and get a beer? Yeah, even yeah. if you don't drink beer because it's so weird. But maybe in, it's not weird there. From Red Deer Below, there was a time, I don't know if this has changed, but this was like earlier on. They didn't sell chocolate milk at their McDonald's. I love chocolate milk. I know. But I remember going with the kids. And they'd want chocolate milk. And then I'd have to be like, sorry, they don't have chocolate milk. And then they'd be like, why? Like McDonald's has chocolate milk. And they'd be like, no, we don't have it. But from Red Deer Down, they didn't have, um, they didn't sell chocolate milk. They're just white milk or their juices. Hmm. Apparently, there is still a McDonald's somewhere that makes the pizzas. Do you think that's an urgent urgent legend? Wow. Urgent (laughs) Urgent legend? (laughs) I don't know, but I really desperately want it to be true. I haven't like I don't they're even okay. know they're if I pizzas? had a, I don't even know if I had a McDonald's pizza. Oh, they we used so to have good. the pizzas and then dip them in the sweet and sour sauce or the honey mustard, right? the hot mustard, yeah. which isn't really that hot. Yeah, I they were really good. Yeah, the pizzas. Yeah, okay, I'm just doing some, lots of internet reading today. <laughs> <laughs> so McDonald's pizzas, for those who may not know, McDonald's debuted the McPizza in the late 1980s, and they offered four varieties. They sure did: cheese, pepperoni. What are the other two? Hawaiian. I only ever ate the cheese and the pepperoni. Nope. I, I only ate pepperoni. Sausage and deluxe. Oh, okay. Cheese, pepperoni, sausage, sausage and deluxe. The McPizza was made with McDonald's pizza sauce, crushed tomatoes, fresh garlic, basil, and oregano. And then depending on what um, pizza you yeah, got. Yeah, I was. only ever had the pepperoni. But they were tiny, were they not? Well, they, they were, were single serve. Six inch. Single like serving. an individual. Okay, I I was like you couldn't go get an extra large McDonald's pizza. No, no, they no. were individuals, and I I was I was little in the eighties. Yeah. Me too. Like I'm that still was back little when but... like Ronald McDonald would dress up and come give you the treat of the week. Yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> but I remember oh, that. Sorry, I went somewhere bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you would sit on like you got to either sit on the little hamburgers or the fries guy or. Yeah, when they had like the plastic shaped tables in there. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Okay. According to this article that I can't put any stock into at foodgressing.com, apparently there's was or is, potentially is, but was one confirmed location where you could get a McPizza at the world's largest entertainment McDonald's located in Ontario, Florida. Or sorry, Orlando, Florida. I was going to say there's an Ontario, Florida. There no, is. No, I, I just made that up. I lied and you guys caught oh. me. Uh. <laughs> I thought there was a, there's, an, there's an Ontario somewhere. Other than Ontario. I just don't know where. Oh, pr- yeah. I don't know. It's pro- I could be in Florida. Maybe I... Now I'm strangely yeah. hungry. I, I have a wicked craving for a fish sandwich now. <laughs> How did we go from... How do we Holiday ever? plants to McDonald's and now I'm like, we got to find a McDonald's pizza, man. I, you've <laughs> met us, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Our, our rabbit holes are more like, smooth, you know... That farts. one felt like such a smooth rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, our our rabbit holes are more like ant farms. <laughs> yeah, I that's like our true. Ant farms. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if they have the pizza now. I can't find that quickly, but apparently this McDonald's in Orlando uh, did serve the pizza. All right. Yeah. Huh. Going to Orlando. I guess we're get jumping on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're jumping on an airplane. Um, yeah, so from, you know, mistletoe to Mc- McDonald's. McFillets or whatever that yeah fillet of fish fillet of fish thank you fish sandwich actually the reason why those were made <laughs> I don't ask I watched a YouTube video the other day 
the reason why those were made, long story short, is because of um, people on Fridays who did not eat meat yeah. would not go to McDonald's. Yeah. So um, really long story short, McDonald's eventually ended up serving filet of fish on Fridays so that they could continue to Which get people is- in. Also, ironically, why a lot of restaurants, their special on Fridays will always be fish and chips. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew that from when I worked at Humpty's. I, I learned that when I met my husband. He's like, fish on Fridays. And I'm like, Yeah, I would have. I had no idea that people didn't eat. Yeah, I, I, I got, me, got me a religious education. <laughs> Hasn't stuck, still light on fire when I walk past church. <laughs> oh, but <boy>. that's okay. <laughs> He oh, makes up boy. for it. He's, I love he's, it. he's a good boy. I'm not getting into that. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should like have our tagline be random facts and plant and a little plant talk. We are turning into a bit of a variety <laughs> show, but I don't care. I think it's fun. It is. Uh, it is. I we, like it. We get to recall all the random crap we know. Yeah. Well, and there's like, there's, there's plant stuff in there too. Totally. Hey, plant stuff. the French fries are made from plants. The buns have wheat. Yep. The yeah. cardboard boxes that they come in. Oh, I grow those. You grow those. I Okay, I'm sorry, but... I was like, <sighs> I, I actually... You had to think about that, didn't you? It took me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know about other places, but I really love that grocery stores are getting back to paper bags. Mm. Yeah, that's because there's only you and Cole. I go buy groceries for a family of five, mm. and they're all technically adults so it's a lot of food and you have to carry those in from the truck into the house and carry them like okay you use a cart that's easy but into the truck from the grocery store but into the house you know how many trips i'm a one trip woman i suddenly one trip or die trying yeah i am suddenly the strongest person on the face of this earth when i have to take groceries (laughs) into the house right paper bags do not allow that Okay, and so I hate true. them for that reason. That's true. So fun fact, uh, we are reusable grocery bags that we use. Ikea bags. Mm-hmm. I have some in my car right oh, now. I have these like They boxes. have shoulder straps. And they're mm-hmm. huge. You can fit a lot of stuff yeah, in yeah. there. They've got the reinforced bottom. It is one trip or die trying because you can just rack those up on yeah. your shoulders and yep. go. I use I have boxes that have the straps like the Kia oh, bag. Yeah, yeah. No. But they're boxes and I like it because then when I like turn corners and stuff in my truck, not that I'm a, a drifter or anything, but yes, it, she that is. one thing doesn't just <laughs> roll out. out. Yes, she is. <laughs> just burning her With my corners. groceries, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I I appreciate the little soldier straps that you're talking about because they're on my my foldable reusable yeah. boxes. But By the like, time the- she gets home, her whipping cream is butter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the paper bags just make me feel better. I'm like, look, that's trees. I know that that's a renewable resource. Now, before I started working in trees, I would have been like, forestry bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I hated forestry. Oh. It's ugly. You know, you're driving through the forest. It's beautiful out. You look up the hill. You're like, that clear cut is disgusting. Yeah, but it's either that or it burns down. You know, it's... It's the thought of it being forced. A, a, you know, I was just not a forestry person at That's all. That's fair. And I should qualify that by saying like here where we have beautiful, dense forests that become old growth. That's a danger. I'm not talking about like rainforests and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, please don't tear those down. But there, there is actually like reasons why forestry is, is a good thing in some places. Yeah. Well, a lot of times we have you're driving by and it'll be like 
this part of the forest was planted by blah 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 blah. Yeah, the yeah. Um, this part was sustained by blah 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 Mm -hmm. because they'll clear cut and then they'll plant. Yep. And a lot of times they plant more than they cut down. They do two for one in Alberta. Two for one. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Yeah. And um, if we don't get rid of our deadfall, like even in the forest behind my house, we have a bunch of deadfall we have to get rid of because as that wood is becoming dry and rotting and stuff, it doesn't take much to start a a fire. Yeah. But, exactly. You know, like the the forestry management plans like that Alberta has in place, I had no concept. Mm-hmm. You know, oil and gas, they're, they've had such a PR nightmare that they're all about, hey, don't even get me started on that, because the way that we are smeared is just completely a tragedy. Like yeah. we have ethically. OK, no, nope, no. Nope. All right. But like oil <laughs> I'm going to I could rant with you, Chris. So we could rant together. Oil and gas because of the the treatment has worked really hard to be like, hey, look what we do. Hey, totally. look what we do. Hey, look what we do. Forestry, on the other hand, is like. Whatever. Suck it. <laughs> Like they they make no attempt to be uh, and maybe it's because like oil and gas is relatively new in the grand scheme of things. Oil and gas is a much newer than forestry. Sure, Forestry has been around longer. And I think it's just so old school that they're like, yeah, we got systems. What's it to you? Like they just they feel no need. need. Even now, do you think they no need to justify it to anybody? Hmm. I wouldn't have guessed that. Like, you know, if you didn't know me and I haven't gone on about it, did would you know that Alberta has a 200-year plan for every cut block that they do? Well, they should. But, like, there's a 200-year plan for Good. every, you know, block of trees that has to be done before yep. they go into it. They plant, replant two for one. Like, there's all of these things that most people are like, they do what? Well, that's the thing. And that's kind of what I'm saying is our industry is responsible. We treat mm-hmm. our employees well. We don't, um, you know, we have, we're a democracy. We aren't buying You're oil. You're still on oil and gas, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. 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 So, but like, yeah, I totally went back to that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oil, but like oil and gas <laughs> Join us has, for our next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oil and gas has done a lot, you know, PR wise and marketing wise to show that. Yeah. And they've done, you know, and they're actually doing the work. They, they are, yeah. yeah. Uh, forestry does the work, but they give zero, hmm, like that's interesting, zero bones. Like they're like, we don't care what you think, you know. And they just keep trucking along, doing their own thing. And I'm just like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't speak to that, but yeah, it's hilarious. What I can speak to is that after our rather interesting digression, we are out of time. <laughs> Us never. Um. So I would open the floor to any final comments before we wander away into the forest. Enjoy In our your... cars with our using fuel. Yeah. <laughs> that we have to use to get to places. Exactly. Um, anyway, enjoy holiday plants. And if you have a plant that reminds you of a holiday, let us know. Because sometimes maybe something in your family was more tradition than the traditional. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Well, yeah, tell lovely. us if there's something that, you know, uh, this, you know. I always think of this at Christmas, or I always like to buy this at Christmas, this plant. Amazing. Or any other holiday, Easter. Um, Tell us about your Thanksgiving. holiday. Yes. Yeah, I uh, don't save your points at us. Don't save your points don't, at us. Don't oh, save I'm gonna, them. I'm going to just sing everything now <laughs> for the rest of the episode. Uh, yeah, after Christmas, give somebody a job next year, buy a new one. If you have that person at work that they're not really your favorite, maybe oh. uh, they're no, a little... <laughs> 
you know, a little annoying. You have they don't do their job. Pretty much. Buy them the sparkly poinsettia. Oh, I oh I've those had, are I've evil. Had one of those before. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wanted actually no. Oh, someone gave it to me in a gift exchange for the from the plant group a couple of years ago. I miss doing our gift. Ex- I'm gonna like we didn't do it last year, and I missed it. I know. I think we could do it now because we'd have to find somewhere that would let us have a gathering that big. There, that can be arranged. Yeah. Um. For those who don't know, our local plant group does a secret Santa, or we did do a secret Santa every year, and it's absolutely hilarious and wonderful. It is. But we didn't get to do it last year. Yeah, we haven't been getting together. Not that I really went that much, but... uh, Amanda, any other last words? Have fun with your plants. Enjoy them. Yeah. Enjoy curling up with them next to the fire while Sinatra... Just not too close. Enjoy the the green in the winter. Enjoy... Yeah, that's a good point. Sit under your grow lights. Be happy. Remember that mistletoe is kind of an asshole, but you can can make out under it. So (laughs) nice. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I can't decide which is the win. They're probably the making out. Well, I don't know. It depends on the day. Sometimes being an asshole is fun, too. (laughs) Depends on if you have to marry that person that you Uh, kiss, too. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Maybe just don't carry that. Well, do carry it in your pocket. See what happens. See if you can prove us right. Um, Cool. Well, thanks, ladies, for hanging out and for our, all our listeners out there wishing you a happy decorating season. But we'll be in touch again in two weeks when you can come hang out with us again. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Fancy Plants Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Fancy Plants Podcast. And you can email us social at fancyplantspodcast.com. Thank you for listening. See you in a couple of weeks uh, when we're talking plants. Bye. <laughs> Come on, sugar mama. Get your green on. Fancy plants, oh yeah.